welcome. Thank you guys for joining us on the podcast here. This will be a new transition from our normal uh, non-visual uh, effects. So we have the audio version on our Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, but for those who don't uh, know what we're doing and why we're on uh, the window format on, on Zoom, um, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Jason. Um, I'm Jason, and uh, I also uh, have to host the podcast as well, the Hopeless Podcast. And my name is Delphia, also known as Del, and I am also a host on the Hopeless Podcast. Right. So thank you guys for joining us uh, here tonight. Um, this episode... Oh, and myself. <laughs> <laughs> myself, uh, I'm Joseph, and also a host on the podcast. Hopeless uh, podcast, and we, it's my turn tonight. And the topic for tonight um, is uh, talks about God is good. What about the drowning of people at the beginning of time? So that is the topic for tonight. We'll be reviewing a YouTube video, commenting and adding a our thoughts uh, onto that. So I hope you enjoy this uh, format for change. If you do like uh, this video and podcast to continue on YouTube, uh, do give us a like and comment um, down below. But we'll jump straight into it. Um, but before we jump into the video, I'd like to broaden the context of uh, the whole Noah story. And for those people who maybe haven't heard about Noah and what happened, and then um, I'll select uh, Jason to just give us a little, a little summary context about the story of Noah. So I think there's been even a film done about Noah, but you know, from the biblical perspective, it was about, you know, um, Noah was a righteous man in his generation. That's what we're told by the Bible. And, um, you know, one, God, one day God spoke to him and said, you know, Noah, I want you to build an ark. So an ark is like a big boat with a covering over it. And he asked him to, you know, gather all his family together and bring him into the, into the ark. And, uh, and God gathered all the animals as well into the ark. And, you know, he, he called out to, to people um, to come into the ark, but none of them believed him. They thought he was crazy. Pretty sure some of them called him a conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> um, it never rained before. So quite frankly, I would probably say he's mad as well. But it turns out that Noah wasn't mad. And, um, you know, when they went into the, the ark, God shut the door and, um, you know, it, it, it began to, to do nothing. Actually, it didn't rain. <laughs> mm. um, and it didn't rain for quite a while. I think it was uh, um, 40 days or something like that, or seven days, I can't remember. But it didn't rain for a while. And, um, you know, even more so, the people outside were thinking that this guy is mad. Um, but then it started to rain, you know, and for the first time, people, the antediluvians have called them, they saw rain and, uh, and it rained and it rained and rain came from above, rain from below, and the water came from beneath and, and it flooded. And, and all those people who, uh, who was watching this whole thing unfold for 120 years, they, uh, they lost their lives and animals and, and um, all, the, all of the animals, apart from, the fishes, they didn't lose their lives because <laughs> they didn't swim, you know, so they all, they all survived, but everything else died, including plants as well. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's the reason uh, why God even flooded in the first place? Um, I think, you know, if I remember correctly, the, the text says um, the thoughts of this, this generation, right, the antediluvians, was evil continuously. They were mm. wicked, they were violent, uh, and they were, you know, they were full of evil. And, um, and God sent, you know, Noah as a, as a messenger to warn them and to sort of turn them back and, you know, show them the, you know, the mercy and the love of God. And, um, and, and if they wanted to be saved, they could have got in the ark as well. There was plenty of room for, you know, sort of two more people. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It was a pretty big, it was a pretty big ark. Mm, but, that's um, right. And um, then at, yeah. uh, Delphia, is there something um, else you wanted to add? Did I miss anything there? Um, yeah, I believe, I do believe that it was seven days before it started raining. So like, as you said, that was a long period where it was just like, how hey, you're stuck in an ark and, you know, we've got all the freedom in the world and, you know, you know, you, you're stupid for doing it basically, especially when he's been preaching for, you know, back in those days, people lived for ages. So he's been preaching for 150 years about this <laughs> rain that's, yeah, about this rain that's going to come. They don't even know what rain is. Yeah. And they're like, you mean water falling from the sky? Like normally it's just like a dew that comes around and just waters everything. And you're telling us that it's going to be raining. It's like, what, what on earth is that? Yeah. And so like, they've got that. And then after he's done all this preaching, he's gone, prepared the ark, everything. No rain comes for another seven days. And it's just like, ha, well, we told you so. Like, you know, we told you you were stupid for believing what you believed. You know, from the beginning, you could have just listened to us because nothing's happened. But sure enough, that judgment did come upon them. And the rains came down, you know, the um, springs uh, burst and, you know, water covered the whole face of the planet. And it's like, yeah, it did happen. And a lot of people lost their lives because of that. And only like eight people were saved because they believed what God had said. Mm, yeah, no one his family. And then after that, uh, the ark rested on the mountains of Mount Ararat. So at least we have a geolo geographical, geological uh, <laughs> uh, point, pinpoint of uh, where the ark was. So um, that's a little bit of a history there. But now diving into a video that we will uh, review um if you want to go ahead and uh go and check out this content it's on cross-examined and this is frank turek speaking at a university and answering some questions at the university so i'll go ahead and play this we we'll watch it all the way through um and then we will come back and we can uh uh, review it. So I'll go ahead and start. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I mean, that's now, it, now look, it's 1 a.m. All right. Can we just stay on which which question do you want me to deal with? The, the drowning. Why would he drown somebody and do that instead of just poofing them out of existence? Someone in the background there is in ethics and philosophy. And you're hearing all this new, you know, justice is coming out, social justice, restorative justice, and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And so one of the things that we had a discussion about was like the flood and the crucifixion, right? Why was there, why didn't God just like poof them out or why was there drowning? Why, why was it necessary to drown them? And why was it necessary to be crucified? 
with regard to the drowning, I don't know why it was put that way. Uh, with what would you do, though? I mean, well, I'm not God. It doesn't matter what I do. Well, if right. you were, I mean, because from the perspective of like justice and uh -huh. like to me, like you, you, you correct somebody to prevent an activity and like that. Oh, no. Well, sometimes you punish somebody with death. We do that now. Right. And, would and, you and God is um, a being that has the ability to take any of us out at any time. Because we don't have the ability to take other people out. And I don't mean dating, you get it. Yeah. Kill people, all right? We don't have the ability to kill, to murder people because we're not the author of life. God has the ability to uh, kill people, and He doesn't murder them because He's the author of life. And He can move them to the next life anytime He wants. I mean, if Christianity is true, people never die, really. They just change location. So why go, go through this life to the next life? Like pain and torture of it then? Like, I don't, like, I've been having discussions of, like, the purpose of hell. Uh -huh. And, like, do people go to hell and what is hell? Yes. Jason has um, raised his hand. Yeah, I just, I just found that uh, interesting. He talked about sort of, you know, change in location. And I'm like, um, what does that mean, you know? Is, is it just like, you know, you don't really die. You just go from one place to the next, you know? Yeah, let, let's break that down. I think like for what I believe personally is the Bible says time and time again that the dead know nothing. Yeah. In Job, you've got him where he says that, you know, the dead don't go back to their houses. There's like none of that happening. Like the dead are dead. They're not haunting you. They haven't gone up to heaven. They haven't gone to yeah. hell yet. Mm. And that so they? they're in the grave, you know, and that's, you know, where they're put is where they stay until the coming of Christ. And I remember someone said, you know, um, he was talking to someone who had the beliefs of the guy who um, is in the video at the moment that we we're reviewing. And he was like, you know, oh, I heard that you don't believe that people go to heaven when they die or to hell. And he's like, okay, so can I ask you one question? He's like, okay. And he's like, okay, so when you die, what's the next thing that you see? It's like, Jesus. And he's like, okay, so I believe the same thing. The next thing I'm going to see when I die is Jesus and glory. But for you, it's instantaneous. For me, I sleep for a bit and then I see Jesus. So it's not that we have gotten rid of the whole, you know, you know, God's coming back and we're going to see God. No, it's that Christ is, and the Bible has said that, you know, we're going to be sleeping in the grave you know, in First Thessalonians uh, chapter four, I believe it says that, you know, the dead shall be raised. They're not already in heaven if they have to be raised. So I think that's one of the viewpoints that mm. I would see differently from that particular gentleman. Yeah, yeah good, good point, right. Jason. Yeah, it's a good point, yeah. Did you have uh, something to add, Jason? No, carry on, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a good point to touch on and bring up that um, that our Christian podcast, Hopeless, that we definitely interpret it as that when you're dead, you don't instantly go to heaven like, oh, dead, oh, and then straight away go to heaven. Um, the next, or 
I, you could look at it as a perspective as if you're a Christian um, and Jesus described death as a sleep, as a slumber, yeah? Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not really an everlasting death because if you're an atheist, you think yeah. um, you die and that's it. No more, nothing's happened. You're dead, that's it. But if you're a Christian and you believe in everlasting life and you believe you have been forgiven and um, on judgment day, um, when you do go to heaven, you're not eternally dead. So I guess you can see it in in some perspective that you're not 100% eternally dead, but you've changed location from <laughs> earth to heaven. And the concept you slept, well, you slept for an interlude. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the, the thing is the interlude really. Mm. That you know, when you die, it's an interlude. It's like a waiting room. You're mm. placed in a waiting room, but you have no idea what's going on. You know, um, and then the receptionist comes and goes. Uh, you know, look at your file, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you go to waiting room number six. Mm. And, yeah, uh, you go to um, exam room number six or whatever, and the other one goes to exam room number seven. There's two, only two exam rooms. Those that have done good unto life, and those that have done evil unto unto death. And again, it's that not the eternal burning forever sort of thing. That will still be eternal life. Hmm. You know, once you're burnt and the ashes, then that's it. it you know, you your existence is is wiped out forever. But but death is just a waiting room, being placed in a waiting room. Um, right, yeah. And I think as well, you know, it's the, the concept of the antediluvians, they were, they were evil. You know, every thought that they think was evil. Mm. And um, they, they were just waiting to be placed into the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know where they're going to go, you know, because if they, they didn't repent, they had plenty of opportunities. And um, you know, God just uh, sent them to the to the waiting room. Mm. And the wages of sin is death. So I guess that we have earned whatever we have reaped, or we we will reap whatever we will sow in in this life. So, yeah. um, anything you want to else you wanted to add, uh, Delphia? No, that's that's all good. I think we can. Oh, good. Continue okay. with the video. Continue with the video. Go ahead and pull it up. Yeah. Do people get poofed out of existence or is it separation from God or is it fire and brimstone? Right, wait, do you want to talk about so hell like, or do you want to talk about... Uh... Well, they're both kind of the same to me. To me, it's kind of like, what is the justice in either of those situations? The drowning or hell? Well, there's God can, God can decide how somebody dies if he wants to, right? But does uh, that but make it right? I mean, I, you know, God is... God is the standard, okay? So any... If you're going to say, well, God, you're not right for doing this, you must have a standard outside of God that says he's wrong. Well, I mean, like, so we had a discussion of church shopping, too. Everyone goes. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, that's. Now, look, it's 1 a.m., all right? Can we just stay on which which question you want me to deal with? The the drowning. Why would he drown somebody and do that instead of just poofing them out of existence? If you had that choice, maybe maybe he wanted it to be a. he wanted people to observe. I'm speculating. It doesn't say. Yeah. Maybe he wanted people to know that it's serious to sin against God. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know. It, do, it doesn't explain it in the text. Yeah. All right. 
But so what do you believe? Why, why would you do that if you were God? I'm not God. I, I, you know, I, I don't know the big picture. I don't know everything that's going on and what, what God's trying to do. You know, there's something known as the ripple effect. Yeah. And the ripple effect is, is that an event that occurs today can ripple forward into the future to affect trillions of other events. And we can't see how they all affect one another. Why does God do one thing here? I don't know. Maybe because if he does it another way, he won't get the ripple effect that he wants to come later. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we can question God all we want. Mm, Jason, you have an interesting point. Um, just, just uh, you know, more speculation, really. He said, um, I don't know why God decided to, to sort of drown everyone. Um, he could have chosen different methods. Uh, you know, it's up to him. He's the, he's the author of life. And how he decides to, to take that life away is, is totally up to him. Um, but, you know, why water? That's the question. You know? mm. um, when you think about the properties of water, the main, um, the main use people, the main sort of use of water sort of internally is, is to provide hydration, right? Mm -hmm. Hydration stuff. As a matter of fact, the, the body is made up of over 70% water. Yeah. So, but one of the main uses that we use water for is to wash things. That's we, right. we use a lot more water outside of our bodies than we do inside our body. Uh, and, you know, the Bible makes it clear as well that God washed the world with a flood. Hmm. Wow. It was, was a cleansing. Yeah, I'm not making this up. Ooh. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a correlation from the beginning of, of that happening in the Bible and the beginning of ha happening in time. And there's a correlation of it happening in the end, is it not? And there's a chosen few that could proceed to the next beginning. Mm. Interesting. Say more. But you so, can find this text while you yeah, explain a bit more. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate what I'm, I'm uh, pricking at, pointing at, is that it could be a symbolic or some symmetry in the Bible that the water and the flood could, um, like the water and the flood in Noah, how they washed, about, washed out the bad people and left the whole world as new with new um, animals and and um, with the chosen few, which is Noah's family, uh, to continue living on the lovely planet cleansed. So that could be um, a bit of symmetry towards the end of time in Revelation, that the flood and the water at the beginning could be the fire and the brimstone at the end where it cleanses yeah. the Cho chosen few <laughs> people by God gets, um, gets to live on the new planet and the new heaven and the new earth just as Noah did. So that's what I'm um, alluding no, I, I, I can see that as well. I think that that's a pretty accurate illusion there. Because we know that, you know, um, fire can cleanse away deep impurities. Like if you want to purify gold or silver, you have to put it in the furnace. Mm. And, um, you know, and um, I, it, it reveals the quality of the gold or silver when it comes out, you know, because all the dross, all the impurities are removed from it. Um, but at the same time, if you try and cleanse something which is like a piece of wood <laughs> by the same method, um, it's going to be pretty clean. Mm. <laughs> There's not going to be any left, you know, any of it left. And so the water 
as well as the fire does the same thing. But here at the end of the world, the fire is probably, I'll probably say it's probably more harsh. Hey, what do you, what do you think? Hmm. I think probably just like, you go, go on, ahead, Joseph. Yeah. You go. Okay. Um, just another point to pull up there, not quite answering your question, Jason, but um, with water as well, the Bible also uses it to symbolize sin. So if you look back as like, okay, the earth was destroyed because of the people's sin. And then God used a symbol representing sin to show that he has destroyed the earth. Yeah. It's another point. And also how in the earth made new, we are told that there's going to be no more sea. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite authors, Ellen Y, I've mentioned her a bit, but she said that the reason why there's going to be no mercy is because it is for so long separated friends and loved ones. And it's like, well, hasn't sin separated us from our best friend? And like to get rid of water, you need to like have a heat source or like, you know, sun, I guess fire could probably go and, you know, if it's hot enough, fire can consume water as well. And it's like, so God is a refining fire and he takes away the water like his presence he's the water and it goes up like it goes into vapor it disappears mm. so i guess that's another way to look at it is that god could have been using the water as a symbol of you know your sin has done this your sin has destroyed the earth as well as yes it was also a cleansing power as well as the fire which will come at the end of the world yeah, I, I think that's a very important, you know, um, concept as well because we see the same in um, in the in the desert where you know God used the symbol of sin, which was a serpent, to represent Christ, and um, you know He became sin for us that we might become His righteousness. And so yeah. you know, you see the symbolism sort of coming into play there as well. So, mm. Definitely. To answer your question there, Jason, earlier, is fire, is fire a bit harsh? Well, I think the fire applies to people throughout the whole generations. Do you think, yeah. I think interesting point, a question. Do you think the fire applies to the people that were drowned in Noah's time? Would they be in the judgment and would they be judged and, and, and burnt eternally? Um, <laughs> as for the burnt eternally part of it, I don't, I don't really believe in the burnt eternally part, but I believe the fire is the final sort of yes, cleansing final. Um, yeah. um, thing. So the flood, the flood placed them in that waiting room. We talked about that earlier. Yes. The flood placed them in the waiting room, which is you know the first death, yes. as it were. And then um, Revelation chapter twenty-two, he talks about the second death, and that second death is that you know that lake of fire. Um, the lake itself is burning forever, mm. but the, the contents of it is not burning forever. Mm, the correct. contents, they, and once they burn and they disappear, and they're, they're gone. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And like, and that's right. If you think about it, someone else had to pay your price that you could even have a chance to live eternally. And that person I'm referring to is Jesus. So, you have to think of it as that God took uh, two 
levels down. So what's in the kingdom, animal kingdom, and then you've got human, you've got animal, you've got insect. One, one, two levels lower. From God, it was God, then angels, then us. We're just a little lower than the angels in, in what the Bible yeah. said. So he took all the way down, if we can try and conceive that in our in our mind, that Jesus went from God to our level. It's like us going to insect. He paid such a great price individually for both of us, um, to all of us, that we could have a chance. So that was quite harsh for him. And, and for us, we only just have to um, believe so that we can be saved. So I think um, having that faith and, and works um, hand in hand that we could um, yeah, proceed. So did you want to add a little bit on, onto that, Jason? Um, actually, I was looking for that verse that talked about the, the washing of the world. Um, and in second, sorry, Peter 2, um, 20, so 2 verse, I think it's verse 5, it says, and he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, who was the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in a flood um, upon the world of the ungodly. Um, but then he links it with with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know like that, you know, in Sodom and Gomorrah, that was the story of the, the overthrow and that, that came with fire and brimstone. So uh, it's amazing how Paul sort of, sort of Peter links these two stories together. Um, yeah, he says, uh, with an overthrow, making them an example, example unto those that after should live ungodly. So they were made an, an you example. Go. You know what I mean? There there you go. There's an example. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a Bible. We can back it up with scripture. Yeah. All right. So a bit moving forward onto this um, video, I just wanted to also bring up the point that um, everyone is judged fairly and that how about uh, Adolf Hitler and he killed over 6 million Jews? Um, where's the justice in that? He just died and got away with it. But actually, everyone will be judged fairly. And if um, they don't go to heaven um, and they do, uh, burn with with fire um, I guess there's um, judgment in that that all sin is taken in consideration um, as a separation from God and that's what we define as hell is right yeah mm. the complete and final separation from God is the ultimate punishment from sin for sin correct and Jesus suffered that on the cross he was completely separated from the Father because of the sins of the world and so he suffered the second death for us. Mm. That is the complete and final separation from God so that we don't have to suffer that. Mm. And so when we accept his death, we're accepting the, 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 the second chance, basically, that he's given us. Mm. And I think uh, it's, it's probably one of the most beautiful things ever written on pages, black and white. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and that's why we have the Christian religion and it's been over 2,000 years now, and it's grown into such such a movement. 
Can you believe that? For 2,000 years, over all these amazing historical figures, Jesus and the story of the resurrection has came over time and time again. I know, Jason, you have an important point, so I'll let you go. No, because there's no other religion like this one where your creator, you know, your God actually comes in and suffers, becomes a human being. Because if he he didn't become a human being, he couldn't die, you know? It wouldn't be possible for him to die. But he came and suffered and he died that death that you should have died. So oh, have mercy. Yes. Oh, <laughs> have mercy. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the gospel there. That, that's the gospel in a nutshell. Fantastic. Let me just go ahead and play the end of the video. We're nearly there. Job did that. Yeah. And what did God say to Job? Well, Job, you don't even know how I run the physical universe. You're going to question me on the moral universe? If God exists, he is the standard of righteousness and goodness. And any deviation from his nature is what we call evil. God can't do evil. He can bring judgment, which we might perceive as evil, but it's not evil because it's justice. So by definition, God is good and all his actions are good. Anything he does is good. Anything he does is good. It's based on his nature. Now, the, the, the one logical possibility here is you and I have the wrong God. That's logically possible that the God of the Bible is not the true God. What isn't logically possible is that there are immoral things going on and there's no God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's for me the problem of evil is a big problem. Well, it should be. Yeah. It's a big and, problem for all of us. Yeah. But you know what Christianity is? Christianity is the answer to the problem of evil. That's what the whole thing is about. By if there was, if there was no evil, there'd be no need for Jesus. Yeah. If we were all perfect, he wouldn't have had to come into this time-space continuum and take evil upon himself. Yeah. So the whole story of Christianity is a response to 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 evil. It okay. resolves evil. Mm. Okay, and that's that's the end of the video. Final thoughts on the video, and then we can just wrap up with a few points and then bring it all together. I think one of the things that, you know, you could say that, you know, drowning is harsh way to leave this world, but I believe that was my great-grandma. I never met her, but apparently she drowned, but then was revived. And she when she came back to she was just like why did you do that it was so peaceful and it's like okay you liked being dead but anyway it's like for her it was peaceful and it was a why did you um you know take me out of this or why did you bring me back to it sorry um and it's like okay like if that's how she looked at it and it's like I guess for her growing up in the world war too and stuff like that, it was probably like, oh, I can rest now. And, you know, evil is tiring, you could say. And, you know, um, you look at different characters, you know, people who um, start to commit suicide. It's, um, you know, I'm sick of life, you know, like just take me out. And sometimes God has to do that in his mercy. Like with these people, as Jason said, they all the thoughts were evil continually. Like there was no space for good in there. And it's like, mate, just so that, you know, the rest of the world can survive, I've got to blot these people out. Otherwise the whole race is going to be eliminated basically. Mm. Yeah. Actually, um, I've, got a, I've got a quote that I'd like to read from one of your favorite authors as well. This is uh, um, chapter six of the book spiritual gifts 
Um, and and it's talking about it's talking about the uh, what was going on in the time of the the antediluvians. And she says, um, I'm not going to read the previous chapter before, but but there's a there's a, a break in the paragraph, and he says, but if there was one sin above another which called for the destruction of the race by the flood, it was the base crime of amalgamation of man and beast. Mm. which defaced the image of God and caused confusion everywhere. God purposed to destroy by a flood that powerful, long-lived race that have corrupted their ways before him. And so, you know, we, what we, we, we understand from the biblical text is that they lived for a very long time. You know, some of them were mm. hundreds of years. Um, as a matter of fact, Methuselah, 969 years. And his his name actually meant when he dies, it will come. You know, the flood will come, and he died, and, and literally, the flood came. Um, and then what what they were doing? They were they were mixing, uh, amalgamating the the uh, different components of animals with within the DNA genetic uh, structure of man. And um, and Ellen White she says that was defacing the image of God because God made man in His image. Mm. So you know what they were doing was that's what they were doing. They were tampering with the DNA. And um, I realized that some of the stuff is happening now even in China. In China, they've got labs that are actually creating um, sort of you know sort of hybrid humans or mm. animals which have got human cells and you know that sort of stuff. And it's only a matter of time before they start doing the same to humans as well. Mm. And, so, and so she says that this is if, if there was one sin above the other. She, she doesn't say that they, you know, on their, they were, sin, sin is sin, right? That's how yeah. we understand it. You know, there's no greater or lesser one. Versus if there was one above the others, it would be that. They were actually messing with the image of God in that. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's really, really good um, discussion that we had this evening. We talked about from the beginning, the context of Noah, and then we discussed uh, certain uh, points about uh, death and is it an instantaneous thing? And then uh, we talked about um, hellfire and, and how that, where's the justice in that? And then we came, came to the end of the video and thank you for your uh, final thoughts in that. But just before we wrap up, let's provide light at the this end of this proverbial tunnel, proverbial uh, video. Um, where do we find? Um, how do we get this eternal life? How do we how do we receive Jesus? Mm. Um, do you want to go first, Alfie? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, that should be fine. Um, believing in Christ that he actually came to die you know he didn't want to go and kill the antediluvians I'm sure he that's why he got no one to preach for so long to try and get them to come onto the ark to believe what God said and now you know we know that there's a final destruction coming a destruction by fire and he's like I've given you a way out I've given you Jesus and it's like, if you take hold of Christ, if you believe that he is working for you so that you can be saved, 
like that's how you be able to avoid being burnt in the lake of fire and that you can instead live with God in a perfect relationship what he originally planned amen not you know this kind of like the relationship that we have with God now is is mine it's not what he originally intended like we try out like our best I okay I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that we try what we think is our best which isn't totally our best Mm. to go and have like a relationship with him but it's still he's like no come up higher like you think that that's so good and you know how you know the guy was in the video who was questioning um the man he's like you know if you were god what would you do and like we aren't god like we can't even imagine what it would be like to be like god or why he's chosen certain things so like he has such high aims for each one of us he doesn't want us to live the low life when we can live life more abundantly that we can thrive in this life and then enjoy the life to come you know so he's given us christ as a link to say hey like you don't have to stay where you are come up higher amen all right jason final thoughts um i think i'll go back to that text in in peter uh where, where he says that you know um he made these cities like he made Sodom and Gomorrah, he made the, the old world an example, you know, um, that, that we, he says, unto those that should live ungodly, like if you're, if you're living ungodly, look at the example, you know, the, just last week, there was a news article about a nurse that um, actually gave a she faked giving a vaccine to, to someone. Mm. She was faking it, you know? Um, and she ended up in, 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 in prison. She was denied bail from her understanding, you know? She was made an example. Whether you believe that was a fair example or an unfair example, just look at the examples. The authorities have it that we want to make this an example and so that's what, you know, that's what God is saying. Like, you know, he is just, and he's a just judge. And, and we, we can't see what his mind looks like. You know, it's infinitely higher than our thoughts. Amen. Infinitely higher than our laws. And so this is what the just judge has decided. And he set that in the, as an example to those that would live on godly that built. This, this is what would happen. And, you know, for those who do, you know, do not you know, follow that example. Um, follow that example, you're going to end up in the same space. Mm. Um, and but but the other side of it is, you know, Christ, the way out. It's definitely said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, my thoughts just wrapping up. I this topic was um, again, if God is good, uh, why 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 the drowning of people at the beginning of time. Um, I just want to take that in context that we're not trying to scare you and saying, like, because I know there's some religions and churches out there, like, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in God, you're going to burn forever. You're going to be punished. You're going to be so much pain. Uh, we're not trying to do that to you. We just want to express the love of God and do encourage you to read the Bible and to check out more of our uh, content on YouTube because it is biblical based. 
um, and you can fact check us and we encourage you to fact check us through the Bible and, and uh, continue to learn more so you can grow into a deeper understanding, knowledge and love of Jesus. So um, yeah, that was my final thoughts and uh, thank you for watching the video. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Delphia, for joining uh, all of us tonight and for joining this episode of the uh, Hopeless Podcast. Uh, if, if, you, if you wanted to check out all of our many season one uh, episodes and the previous episode of, uh, before this one, we had an amazing special guest um, that talked about leprosy. You can go ahead and check it, us out on our Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just type in hopeless with a question mark at the end and then you'll find us there or on the bottom of this YouTube video, all the links will be there, including our website. So thank you everyone for joining us and uh, have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.